You're at 109 right now. Hey, so we're back. All right, this is IC109 episode. This is part two of Grandma Florence uh, Speaks. And uh, let's see, what can I say? We This was recorded on June 6, 2021, uh, during a visit, during my visit to uh, Grandma. Uh, and uh, what else can I say? Randy? Randy, you're here with me? What, what can you say? What do you want to say? <laughs> um, I don't know yet. Okay, so Randy, you and I had an opportunity to record Grandma. Um, I, it was probably two thousand. It Wait. had to have been two thousand twenty because it was during the um the the pandemic. Well, you're always like trying to record her, but <laughs> she put a stop to that. <laughs> yes. So what you're listening to is um what I was able to uh, get from Grandma. She acquiesced, you know, because I I asked her to, and then um subsequent times subs on subsequent visits when i tried to record grandma she was adamant put that put that dog on cell phone away put those cameras away don't you do that don't you put out this da, 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 da. she said so she said all of that she told me not to so i was on her naughty list for a few weeks because i had um because she had just basically jumped to the conclusion that anytime she saw me with the um, cell phone, holding it in my hand, that I was recording her, taking pictures of her unbeknownst um, to her. And, um, you know, from part one, you can hear her. She knew very well that I was recording her. Okay, so that's this was no secretive stuff. I wasn't pulling anything behind grandma's back. Nothing, none of that. This was all, you know, to her knowledge. Um, but subsequent recordings, when I tried to record her, she told, she denied me, um, the, the opportunity. So I'm glad that I have what I have, um, here. I'm glad that we have this, um, personally, it's great to hear her and to listen, to return to that, that time and to listen to her comments and, and to learn from her, um, her words and her experience is a blessing. I wish I had more content like this to, um, to listen to. And uh, so anyway, uh, what else do I want to say? But I just want to say something that you two had so many like conversations and she told um, many stories to you while I was um, in um, your presence with her. So I was very thankful to hear about and learn about those stories as well. So just too bad it didn't make it like on recording, of course. But yeah, it's mm -hmm. um, so nice. You know, as I mentioned to uh, Randy, as, as I'm speaking, I'm speaking to the public, whoever is, whomever is listening, family, um, but also, you know, the general public. Um, when, I mean, grandma lived alone. And so the only thing that came between um, a visitor to her home um, was basically the television. So grandma's attention was only, well, Maybe, Bootsy. okay, Bootsy, her dog, the television, if she's watching her shows, her programs, or if she was reading the Bible, you know. And so um, if you showed up any time and you did not conflict with any of those activities, she had, you had, she gave you her undivided attention. She granted you an audience, right? You, you, 
you could spend your time with grandma and she would talk with you and she'd listen to you and she'd offer her her wisdom. So that part will be missed, of course, um, sharing those those moments and that, that those experiences. Um, one thing I want to mention is in the in the part one, I was trying to get grandma to tell the story about, you know, how people perceived her in her in Henderson, in her community. And grandma, if you listen to part one, she says, oh, we won't go there. <laughs> but grandma told the story about how grandma was well taken care of. She was well healed in the community, dressed well and. Um, you know, had a good education, a good foundation. And so the people in the community would say to her, oh, you just have your head in the clouds. You just think you miss all that. You just think yada, yada, yada. And to that, grandma responded, I don't think that. You think that for me. <laughs> and I thought, wow, man, that is something, that, that is one heck of a retort, you know, a response to, to that you know, perceived jealousy or, you know, envy really. Um, yeah. So anyway, grandma, grandma's tough. Grandma is tough, will be tough, is always tough, you know? And, um, so, all right. What is it? No more belaboring, no more. What is it? Uh, that's, that's all I'm going to say about that. We're going to get back into part two and listen to, uh, grandma as Grandma Florence uh, speaks. So we're gonna get back into the thing. Randy, you wanna say something before we get back into it? No, you got it. All right, so from part one, all right, before I press play, I'm gonna um, rewind about 30 seconds. So there will be some overlap. What you heard on part one, you will also hear on part uh, two. This is part two of Grandma Florence Speaks. And here we go. Oh, yeah, station identification. You're at 109 right now. Here we go. Be empty. The trash cans got to go out Tuesday. Go out Monday evening for Tuesday. I got to call DWP. They're supposed to come and trim this tree this month. that dust. Oh. You haven't planted anything right here. Huh? You didn't plant anything there. No, I was deciding not to. I don't know yet. I might go over to Home Depot and buy me some more seeds. I might need to go to Lowe's. That's where I like to go to Lowe's. Larry, right there where your right hand is in that lemon tree. See those leaves right there? Right there. I got a lot of them out myself the other day. One day.
Don't let them get over in the vegetables. I got when they get a little bit larger, I got to thin them out. You heard about that incident in Oklahoma? Huh? How they killed up all those black people? It's been on the news on PBS. A whole town of them. Oh, you're talking about a hundred years ago. Yeah. Black Wall Street. Yep. What about it? I don't know what about it. What about it? What happened? What do you think about it? The Ku Klux Klan and those honkies killed them up. I think it's really, I, I really like uh, hearing uh, Viola Fletcher. Viola Fletcher is 107 years old, and she talked to the uh, subcommittee um, about Black Wall Street, and she told them that she was nine years old, I believe, when that happened. And um, and she said that she had, she said she had, okay, Bootsy. She says she hadn't um, made a lot of money in her lifetime. And I thought about it and I said, well, see. It's not about money, it's how you live. Yes, absolutely. But there are some ex experiences that we can have that money affords us. And when we are taken, when an opportunity or when money, when, when resources are taken from us, then you know, our lives are, can be, our lives can, can be diminished in, in yeah, some ways. It's the way that you carry yourself that it doesn't. My mom and daddy was respected by every white person in Henderson, North Carolina. Hmm. My whole family. We could go downtown shopping and everybody knew who they were. They were Robert Scott and Gertrude Scott's children. And if we did anything wrong, the white people called mother and daddy just like the black ones did. Hmm. I'm going to tell you, you know my cousin Raymond? Yes. He was born and raised in New York. But he came home when I think he was nine, no, seven and I was five, I think. Anyway, we grew up like this. Yes. Like we were sisters and brothers. Yes. Well, we went to school together. His mother died, so he stayed in Henderson. But um, we could have caused a riot right there in Henderson if they didn't know us. Oh. Because oh. they had five, four or five white drugstores on Main Street. We only had one black drugstore. I don't know why we got out of church. My dad had bought me a camera, and I went to People's Drugstore. That was the first one on the corner of Montgomery Street and uh, Main Street. 
stood at the counter at the front of the store. Yes. And uh, they came up there. Well, you know, you're not supposed to be up here. You go to the back of the store. Wow. I didn't come in here to go to the back of the store. I came in here to buy some films. But since you're going to be like that, I don't want to buy nothing. And we walked out. Wow. So then we went down to Parker's drugstore. Sat in the red booth. <laughs> you know you're not supposed to sit in the red booth. You can't be served there. Wow. Oh, we didn't want anything anyway. Then we went to Widow's Drug Store. Wait, wait, this is all in the same day? Uh-huh. Wait a minute. You guys were you guys were really trying to incite a riot. <laughs> no, we weren't trying. We just, I don't know, just stupid. Oh. Uh, you know. So then we went to Woodard's and we're going to read the magazines and all. You're not supposed to. If you're going to buy a magazine, just buy it. Yes. You don't read it and sit down and read it. But anyway. Well, that's always we been. We went on down to the black drugstore. Yes. And then Mr. What was that man's name? Oh, God. I can see him right now. Douglas. Yes. Don't tell us. If you want a magazine, because we were sitting there reading the magazines. If you want to read the magazines, you buy. Sounds just like the old white man. So we sat there and ate our ice cream and all. Then the other kids started coming in. But when we got back to my house, my mother says, what happened today? What happened what? What happened at people's trucks? Nothing happened at people's trucks. Oh. <laughs> they knew. Yes. So they just called up and told on us. Wow. Yeah. But I find it interesting that, you know, in America or I guess around the world, but just like going to, to read a magazine, you know, you we feel this, uh, this impulse or this... Uh, we feel like it is it's 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 the custom that if we go into a store that we have to buy something and mm. and i wish it was i wish things were more uh, more decent where you could stand and read and and take your time rather than feel yeah, it's not you, like that because it's just limited space for one thing, and if everybody came in there and sat down and wrote, read books, they wouldn't have any book sales. Right. So, right. I mean, they're protecting themselves and their products and all. I guess life would be a lot different if if, if we didn't feel, feel that way, feel that we had to, you know, buy and then take it and go somewhere else to enjoy it. And uh, instead, That's just for books and papers, because I mean, I go in all stores. If I don't, I mean, I shop up and down every aisle, every aisle. You've been to the store with me, yes, but also restaurants, or maybe not restaurants, but uh, you know, fast food places. You know, I remember hearing a story about some men, I, I think, in Korea. Who would go into a McDonald's and they would stay for hours, um, and then at some point people said, "You can't stay here for hours. You have to. You, know you have what? to buy My or Filipino get out of here." My friend and I, after we took the kids to school out in Orange County, we went to McDonald's, 
and we ordered a three cup of coffee. We had something else to go with, but at that time they gave seniors. And they let us sit in there long as we wanted. Every booth was just about full of people. So it's not at not all places, but then you have the rush hours. Yes. And you can go to a restaurant. Don't go on a holiday. Mother's Day, Father's Day. Yes. Because they're gonna rush you out. They got people standing out in line. Mm-hmm. I don't go no place on a day like that. That makes sense. At a time like that, that makes sense, yeah. But on the whole, I've never been bothered about get up and get out. We go to McDonald's and just have us a cheap breakfast and laugh and talk and watch people go by and all. That's it. Uncle Weldon said that um, when you guys lived in the in the desert, that you would, um, whenever there was a big storm, that you would take out the Bible or sit around in a circle together or? That wasn't just in a big circle, in a storm or anything. We the had powwows. a powwow. The powwows, yeah. Every Thursday we had powwow. Every Thursday, a powwow. You sat a in lot a circle. Of people say, we didn't sit in no circle. No, no. No, you sat around on the couches and in a chair. Yes. And each child had to open with a prayer. Oh. Every week a different child opened the meeting up with a prayer. And they had to read a scripture from the Bible. When my kids got eight years old, they got their own Bibles. I knew they could read then. Grandma, you could have your own Bible study right now and have some some of your children or some grandchildren come over for a powwow on a Thursday. I'm not that. There's things I do it myself every day. Every day I study the Bible, but I don't know different interpretations and all because I still go along with the King James Version. And these people have written the Bible, and God said you don't change any words in the Bible. And people have their different definitions, interpretations of it. I'm reading from the new word of life, and I'm reading from the new vision, whatever. I don't go for that. The King James Version people. Oh, that's death thou thus. So what if you got any sense, you know what it means. (laughs) So who gave you the idea to have a powwow? Me, myself, and I. Okay. (laughs) Because I was determined my children weren't going to be raised looking like they're doing like people in my neighborhood. Now, uh, my mom said after the powwow, they got a spanking yes. they did something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> did she tell you I also told them they could whip me? What? <laughs> I said, if you think I did something wrong, I did. I deserve a whipping. You can come and whip me. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. I gave them the opportunity to tell me what they thought I did wrong. Oh. It wasn't just about them. Right. Wow. Mm-mm. Being a parent to me is different. A lot of people, I, I'll tell you a good example. 
if I say, Larry, bring me a glass of water, please. Have you ever noticed that about me? Yes. And then I say, thank you. Yes. You know what people told me? What's that? Why are you begging your children? I'm not begging my children. I'm treating my children like I want them to treat me. Setting the example, demonstrating for them. uh, Sasha and Lola's granddaddy asked me, how did you get them to say please and thank you? Mm. I said, first of all, I say please and thank you. Yes. And I tell them when to say it. They still say it. You guys said, now I got some kids, my very own kids. They won't say please and thank you to their kids. They won't say please and thank you to you. Uh. And it wasn't because they weren't taught. I taught my kids to say Mr. and Mrs. And I got some kids, they call people by their first name. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. It's some young ladies I know. What's that? No, I was just thinking about that soil being so compacted that you could have a lot more um, okra. Mm-mm. I'm not worried about it because I got to thin that okra out. They're mm. not supposed to be crowded like oh, that. Oh, okay. Well, see? They're, they're surviving. You see, it's two and three in there. Yes. I got to take some of those out. And spread them over here. I planted beets, but I, only one came up. I don't know why. Those are watermelon. They need to be spread out. See that grass in there? That green grass with the red on it. Right here in front of us? Mm-hmm. Yes. That, I come out here and pick it up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of Grandma Florence Speaks. My final thoughts include, number one, um, I'm proud to have um, constructed the garden, the raised beds in the backyard for Grandma. I did that. Um, That was my showing respect and paying homage to uh, my grandmother. Um. She just mentioned that she had watermelons growing there. Sadly, I never got to taste any of those watermelons. Um, but I'm glad that she was able to um, grow them. We had watermelons. We had uh, she had watermelons, uh, squash, red, uh, green, and and yellow zucchini, uh, green beans, okra, collard greens, uh, eggplants. She had it all going on. Okay. Then one other last thing, another sad note. Few a few minutes in at the okay, from the end of uh this this recording, toward the end of it, a few a minute or two before the end, uh grandma mentions Lola and Sasha's uh grandfather. And it's uh it's a uh, I don't know, spooky coincidence that um, Dr. Jefferson passed away on the same day as grandma, which now has been, what, two days ago? Today is the 21st, I believe? Yes. 
Today's the 21st. So they both passed on 119. So bittersweet. But, uh, you know, this recording is to pay homage to our now our ancestors and to um, show our love and appreciation and respect uh, for their legacies and uh, to carry on, you know, the lessons that they have uh, passed on to us um, through this recording. So that's what this is about. This is about love and respect. All right. And this is all we have because grandma said, no, no, no more recordings. You will not record me anymore. So this, so grandma, thank you. Thank you for this. So we have this to cherish. Um, we have this to use to cherish you and to remember you by, um, as well as all of the other moments uh, that you were present uh, with us. All right. So as grandma, as we would always say, you know, love you, grandma. And grandma would always respond, love you more, you know? So love you, grandma. And I know you love us more. All right. Station identification. You're at 109 right now. Randy, say something. We love you, grandma. Mm-hmm. And thanks for everything. You've been amazing. All right. So to those who are listening, peace and blessings. We're out.